1: Hey, all seven rounds of heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The NCAA supersedes state laws, according to the NCAA and nobody else. The NIL era is undefeated. It is I. Rob Paul, aka the guy proposing that Coach Harbaugh adds a beat TCU period <laughs> before adding the beat Georgia period. And joining me as always is AJ. Sunbelt football is Big East football for Gen Z Marchese.
3: It's a good take I just had.
1: Today we'll be continuing our 2024 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with the Sunbelt prospects and I spoke with Troy All Sunbelt cornerback, Reddy Stewart.
2: Let's hit it! Seven. Seven.
3: Seven. 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 let's go seven rounds together let's go seven
0: rounds forever and And that's a song
3: today's episode of
1: seven rounds in heaven is brought to you by gary bettman in the nhl draft when in doubt trust gary bettman to get it right well aj do you think we'll be getting it right at the 2024 nfl draft
3: one last thing on Gary Bettman, if I may. Did you hear that? Like, it's actually the upper deck 2023 NHL draft. Isn't so that so dirty that they sold the name rights to the draft? Uh, but Bettman got it right. I'm, I'm, I'm not criticizing. I'm saying he got it right. But. I
1: don't know. If if the NFL draft sold theirs to the Grimace shake, I'd be in. <laughs> oh, well, I'd be all the way in. Um, But the Grimace family has a dark background, mm-hmm. so. Anyway, let's let's get back to the point. You know what's a little bit surprising?
3: What's that, Rob?
1: The five-year average for players drafted to the Sun Belt is lower than the Conference USA.
3: Just built different, the like, CUSA. It's be uh,
1: it's the Sun Belt's really kind of changed the narrative around itself the last th-
3: three years. Yeah, I'd say three Ish. years.
1: Kind of since the it feels like since the the pandemic year gonna, with Coastal, right? That,
3: yeah,
1: and. If you look at, like, 2019, they had just one player drafted. Who was it? And
3: then,
1: I don't – I didn't try that <laughs> hard. And then 2020, they jumped up to seven. And, and the, So the five-year average is 5.4, but it's going up. Last year, 2023, they had
3: nine players drafted. just um, going to keep going up and up.
1: Yeah. Like, I – with that, that intro about it being the, the, the Big East for Gen Z, I, I kind of mean that in terms of, like, they're playing goofy, fun weeknight games. Yeah. Um, it's it's not, like, major, major college football in terms of uh, competing for playoff spots. But, like, there's multiple double-digit win teams in this conference. South Alabama, Troy, like, Coastal Carolina's had this huge run. Jamie Chabwell's gone now, but still. It's a very fun conference. It's, I don't know. To me, it's among the most interesting conferences, regardless of Power 5, G, uh,
3: G5. Quite a few like consistent programs too that that's always going to help. Like you just named a couple. Um, yeah, I mean, I heard a rumor that the AAC scrapped Power Six because they know uh, the Sun Belt's coming for it.
1: That sounds about right.
3: I will say though, I think I think top to bottom, I know like we're recording back to back. Don't tell anyone. I enjoy the the Kusa quarterbacks more. I'll say that.
1: Quarterback, sure. I think there's very clearly more NFL talent in the Sunbelt overall
3: though. Yeah, there is. And I have um, a draftable quarterback in this group, but yeah.
1: Yeah, and and I think Grayson McCall's probably do you think he's the biggest brand name G five quarterback right now?
3: It's a good question. Um he must be, but it feels like his star has, has slipped a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, like I I almost feel like Austin Reed's got more buzz going into this final season, just comparing this to the competition, yeah. uh, then the McCall does, especially with um, Chadwell off to Liberty, Tim Beck coming in as his head coach, which interesting he didn't transfer. Beck runs a more pro-style offense, so I'm thinking it's because McCall sees that as a path to boosting draft yeah. stock. Um, McCall, I it's, it's tough. I, I see it. He's a smooth athlete with a clean throwing motion. Good Good footwork doesn't really put the ball in conflict. Uh, doesn't have a great arm. Cre- can create with his legs though. Yeah. Uh,
3: how do you feel about him overall? I'm, a, I'm always been a Grayson McCall uh, stand baby. Uh, yeah, the arm is fine. I think it's fine. Like it's, it's not going to be a selling point. But like I don't know. He just he's just a good football player. Like you said, just and again, seeing him in this offense in, in Tim Beck's offense this year is gonna be a lot more interesting. Like it's gonna be super. I think one of the most interesting storylines in the G5 um, this season, but just, you know, it's just constantly, like, like you said, just doesn't put the ball in danger, gets the ball out on time. Uh, I think places the ball well, like, you know, just, just, it has very, it's very savvy to know when and how to place the ball. Um, Like, I I think that the arm is good enough where like he can spin the ball like to the wide side of the field, you know, and like get it to the sticks pretty nicely. It's nothing going to, you know, that's not going to be the selling point. I just, I just think with the athleticism, like you said, where, like, I don't know if you're designing too many runs, but has got good enough, like, at the next level, obviously. Has got good enough legs that he's going to make plays for you. Um, has, a like, runs that offense very well, and it's, again, going to be interesting to see how he does this year. Um, makes plays out of structure. Like, I think he just does everything well enough that he's going to be a day three pick.
1: He reminds me a little bit of Marcus Mariota. Uh,
3: some of the movement and, and some of the arm talent, I think that's fair, yeah.
1: And he's not like this explosive, aggressive runner, but he's this really smooth. Yeah,
3: runner. yeah.
1: Um, yeah, he's kind of a little bit on the fence whether he's draftable or not. I, I would rank Austin Reed above him right now. Not myself. Me. Yeah. Um, that has to do with Austin Reed's arm talent. Uh, to me, McCall, um, is firmly in that. Mid to late day three type of summer quarterback prospect. Yeah. He, uh, i like, I don't think I would put him like on the senior bowl level radar right now, but Shrine Bowl for sure.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'd have to like take a wider look at the senior bowl. I, I think he can get to that point. Um, again, it's gonna be just the season's gonna be really interesting and like it's so important for his stock this year. Um, mm-hmm. But he's a guy I can see sticking around as a backup in the NFL. Uh, I think he's just got kind of that that savvy well, to him.
1: Last episode we were talking about kind of conference USA quarterbacks, who are not pro NFL quarterbacks, but pro quarterbacks. Um, McCall I think would be a hell of a CFL quarterback.
3: <laughs> yeah, he would. I think like at worst, Grayson McCall is a starting quarterback in one of the other pro leagues hmm. and a potential MVP candidate. I'll say it, but I I, I think I, I think he's got the, the potential to be a long term backup.
1: Uh, uh, My number two quarterback, I don't have a draftable on him, but I think Carter Bradley could get there.
3: He's really interesting, and obviously, you know, Gus Bradley stands, so I'm going to in Carter as well. Um, coming over from Toledo to, to South Alabama, I, I feel like I didn't realize how great of a season he had last year. Um was really damn good. I think South Alabama had, like,
1: quietly the best season in college football. Like, in, t- in terms of... The best programs that nobody talked about. Them and Troy for that. Yeah, matter. Troy was so... People
3: did not talk about Troy at No, at both of them, really. Yeah, but... Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, Womack did a hell of a job uh, right off the bat there. Um, and Summerall for Troy. Yeah, that, that's, that's very true. But yeah, no, like I think like, like can spin the ball a bit. Um, yeah. Get... I, so...
1: Go ahead, yeah. Just, yeah, just comparing him to McCall, I thought... Ball, ball jumps out of his hand better. Yeah, it does. He can rip it a little more. His motion, though, is a little weird, but his release still seemed to be quick despite a yeah. bit of a funky wind-up. The ball kind of got out quickly. It makes the um, decisions
3: quickly, too, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought he, he his footwork was, was pretty clean. Like, he not as mobile, nearly as mobile as McCall. But maneuvers the pocket op- pretty well. Yeah, he's yeah. more of a structure quarterback where McCall can create a little bit yeah. of structure.
3: yeah. I will say, like, it it, <laughs> it was a bit of a climb back for me just watching where, like, I, the first game i thrown was UCLA and he right away threw an interception right to the defender on the screen. <laughs> so so I was like, oh, okay, that's what I'm... You know, when we're doing, like, these lower-level prospects, like, oh, that's what I'm getting into. But then he built it back up where, I, yeah, I, I like him quite a bit. And um, I thought this, like I said, this conference overall is not that great, but I, I would put him behind my call.
1: Yeah, I know for sure. Um, another quarterback who I'm interested in... Georgia State's Darren Granger. Uh, how, I've been
3: interested in Darren Granger for what three years now.
1: <laughs> yeah, just like he's athletic. He's, he's got so much an, fun. Yeah, he's, and that's like it. Feels like he's carrying that program. Six four two two. Like good build, good arms, um, great athlete. Yeah, firm in transfer. Yeah, Go he's Paladins. another guy who like. I could see him being a USL, player.
3: Yeah, he's like just that guy where like two years ago I'm like, oh, this is really interesting, you know, because he's got he's got a pretty big arm and like throws a pretty nice deep ball and like you said, um, good good long speed. Like he's he's a long strider and has had big touchdown runs and can can huck the ball, you know, and good good RPMs. I, I just feel like there's probably the program holding him back a bit, but I feel like he hasn't made a step really. Um, but yeah, that's a guy. Like the, I think the talent is there, and obviously the the height and the size. I mean, it's, it's kind of thin, but yeah. No, I'm I'm always gonna love Darren Granger. <laughs> just ready for a big year.
1: Uh, I, one of the other quarterbacks here, um, Davis Bryn, who's transferring from Tulsa, where he's a starter for two years to Georgia Southern. He's a little bit interesting, just because we saw the way Kyle Van Trees took a leap with yeah. Georgia Southern last year on, yeah. uh, under uh, um, Halton.
3: Yeah, Uh I think that's a good and- that's a good fit for Bryn.
1: Yeah, so I'm interested to see him. Um, Gunnar Watson, the Troy quarterback, just kind of runs that offense pretty smoothly. Yeah, uh, and, and they're more of a pound it and, and play great defense. Maybe the most interesting quarterback combo
3: in the whole in the whole of in college whole, football. Yeah, <laughs>
1: in the whole college football. Um, Texas State's duo of T.J. Finley, the former LSU and Auburn quarterback.
3: And Malik Hornsby, the former Arkansas back how How did they end up with both of them? Like, two guys that have started at three different schools. And it, uh, did Hornsby and, ever get a start? I, I think he did, maybe once. But Horn, Yeah, KJ Jefferson got right, I, yeah. I, I, Hornsby either got
1: a start or played, like, like a bulk of a game. Yeah. Because they were just running him. Because Hornsby's, like, an S- insane ass He's athlete. so much fun. He's
3: so much fun. He's,
1: he's like, a track star. Yeah, like, I,
3: so, I hope Hornsby wins this job. I'm going to say that. Because I just hope they run yeah. him, like...
1: Well... Uh, I, I, I want them to, to platoon them because T.J. Finley's got a rocket launcher. He's
3: huge and has yes. a rocket
1: launcher. Hornsby's a freaky athlete. Never mind platoon,
3: G- both on the field at the same time.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah why not? Like, F- Finley rotating between tight end and quarterback. Hornsby <laughs> between receiver and, and quarterback. And, like,
3: um, Hornsby's probably going to be the fastest player on the field in a lot of yeah. games.
1: And, and keep in mind, G.J. Kinney's the head coach now. who Go. G- We just saw the numbers he put up with Lindsey Scott at uh, Incarnate Word. Uh, Low-key, so, the know, potential
3: just, to be the most fun quarterback situation yeah. in all college football. Like, next year. Te-
1: Texas yeah. State's in hell because uh, Zach Spavadol didn't recruit uh, – or, sorry, Jake James yeah. Don't want to mix him up with his brother. Um, didn't recruit anyone for like three years,
3: <laughs> high school-wise. Uh,
1: but now the transfer but,
3: portal Kings in San Marcos, so, so. – uh,
1: yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen there, but I just thought like th- this is something worth keeping your
3: eye on. It, it, like I did look into who's leading the the race, but I I feel like Finley's probably gonna win the job. But Hornsby, I'm cheering for Hornsby. Hornsby's been there longer though. Finley was a late transfer. True, true.
1: I I think it's just this is so not on topic. <laughs> I, like it, to me, Hornsby's athleticism should give him the edge. Just when you're so down yeah. in the, the dumps that you can't really you do can a lot. you're gonna have to yeah.
3: Can elevate can everyone elevate more.
1: Them a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, back back oh, on topic.
3: No, we shouldn't because I think that was the most interesting thing about the quarterbacks. But go on. Yes.
1: Do you just want to start a Texas State podcast?
3: Hornsby is so much fun. I, he's my <laughs> he's my guy.
1: Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, want to go on to the running backs where we have it's multiple a great NFL talent. Yeah,
3: really, really good group. Hard for me to stack these guys. I have trouble.
1: I put Frank Gore Jr. number one.
3: Okay, uh, to be different, I won't then. But I I have a draftable grade on him for sure, of course.
1: So to me, what kind of separated him as a – I have three guys as draftables. Me too. What separated him was um, he has really, I thought, really patient, really good vision. Yep. And that's all elevated by the fact that he's really good contact balance, even though he's sub-200. I know. Um, And the offense just completely runs through him. (laughs) He's throwing touchdowns. It's he's so much fun. Running for three hundred yards. Just he's a really good zone runner, and overall, like the size and I don't think he has great juice. Those two things kind of concern me. Yeah, but but he's able to just consistently chunk run, chunk run, chunk run because of the combination of his patience, vision, and contact balance.
3: Yeah, good change of like very smooth change of direction. But yeah, I, the reason I will again, I think like I the the three draftable running backs very close for me, but. And very firmly draftable. But I will say he's not my top guy because of the size kind of concerns me a little bit. And, like, when you're that size, his long speed is, like, very, very average, I yeah. felt like. But yeah. but then, like, the contact balance is really good for a guy's size. And the arm is good, too, like you said. But, no, the, yeah, the, th- the vision and the patience is really impressive.
1: Yeah, I, th- I just – the vision is the best of this group.
3: And, like, realistically, you know he's going to stick. Like, you just – you know he's going to stick. Of course you're going to bet on Frank Gore Jr. Come on. So –
1: who do you put as your top guy?
3: You know, just to be fu- just for the fun, I- I'm going to put the Damien Webb, South Alabama baby,
1: five seven two zero oh, eight. Love
3: it. You know, I love the short and stocky backs. Uh, Florida State transfer. Um, yep, blue chip. Yeah, t- twenty one catches, which I, I thought it looked pretty impressive after the catch. But you know, just that short, stout build. That's that's my that's my type guy who's always running behind his pads, just one cut and go, and like pretty damn good burst too. Um, and
1: he's, he, he runs so mean
3: he runs so mean yeah I love it um, and like I just feel like also yeah. he got like he's got that great sense for just keeping defenders off balance too where he just like has these you know the little choppy kind of runs that can just keep separation and let him dictate you know the contact or just outrunning a guy um, it just yeah I, Webb is super fun and uh, love love the, what Womack's doing there still
1: two things I think are important that you mentioned where yeah, he catches the ball really yeah. well um, I, I, I kind of hope they use him even more in that way because he's really effective there. Yeah. Um, and two, underrated athleticism for such a short, stocky guy. He,
3: like, of the three backs, I think he's got, he might have the best burst.
1: Ah, uh, no. I, Alley's, I, I think Alley's, Alley's got the best. <laughs> I, 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 I will argue LaDamian Webb is the um, best laterally. Yeah. But that's straight, line, straight line, I yeah i think you see some of uh ali's burst on uh, as a kick returner there, there's that um in the game against appalachian state two years ago where they ran that fake reverse on the on the kick return and he has it you see that straight line speed um just comparing them all i think ali's the most the best combination of size six foot 210 with speed um Webb is the most physical runner and i, I think the the best pass catcher, and Ali's was... no slouch
3: either. Slouch, yeah, I agree with no, you. But Ali's no slouch w- either.
1: Exactly. And then Gore's just got the is maybe the best pure runner.
3: Yeah, obviously that makes the jeans baby. Um, um, yeah.
1: But okay, tell tell me if you agree with this. rashin Ali like looks like plays like a Shanahan style back who goes in like the sixth round yeah. and then can be productive for. A couple of years, like Elijah Mitchelly.
3: Yes, he does because you know he's got that like see it hit it and he's gone style. Yeah, where you know just you know let him run the OZ and then he'll find that slot like that that slash and then go. Yeah.
1: And you said you have draftables on all three of these. Yeah,
3: absolutely, solidly.
1: Yeah, that's pretty impressive for a G five conference to have three dra- draftables and over the summer.
3: Three guys, like I really don't know how how I stack now and I don't know how I'm going to feel, you know, after the season. And the, there's not like there's, there's other, there's more depth in this conference too. It's just, they yeah, have three I mean, draftable backs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah like Va- Vidal at Troy is like that short stocky kind of Mike Davisy type so, runner.
3: Super fun. Like just uh, solid burst to him too. Like two fifteen, Um just lowers his pads and goes. Love that. Um, I thought Jalen White is interesting too. Eh? Georgia Southern. Who's a little like, you know, six foot 215, so really good size and kind of just like solid, like, well built, obviously, and, and solid burst. Um, that's a guy I think to watch um, this mm-hmm. season. And uh, Nate Well at uh, App State, Columbia, too, who, you know, has put up big numbers in the past. Another guy, he's, you know, he's small and he's kind of like a slasher outside zone style, too, mm-hmm. but, you know, undersized at 5'10, 185. Kind of just like one pace runner, is, is fast, I- quick feed, and he goes.
1: I think for him, it's kind of seeing him do more as a pass catcher. Yeah. And obviously, he's never kind of had the full keys to the backfield yep. until potentially this season because App State's always got multiple running backs. Yep. But yeah, that's that side, just seeing him be a more impactful pass catcher, I think is going to be huge.
3: Yeah, no, like, interesting guys that like I think like, in other conferences we talk about more, but it's just they have three solidly draftable backs ahead of them.
1: Yeah, I think you, you firmly set the over-under at Sunbelt. Running backs being drafted at two and a half.
3: Yeah, I mean, like you know, you always get a, a surprise or two with backs. Like, like you know, there's always a couple, maybe a surprise guy that falls for them you think. But yeah, I mean, you know, Frank Gore is going to get drafted with the name uh, Ali. Like, maybe that's a guy you can see slip, even though like the talent is there. Um, and Webby, you never know. Like, but yeah, I, I I would too. I I think all three should be drafted.
1: Um, I think there's a bit of a going from the running backs to the receivers or the pass catchers in general. I think that the conference is kind of lacking. Yeah,
3: agreed. There, right? Totally agreed. Um, slim pickings. I, I, I agree with you. There wasn't anyone like let me let me put it. There wasn't anyone new that really really jumped out to me because I mean I'm a Ben Sam Pinkney stand. I think he's the top guy here still. I disagree. Okay, uh, who well, you know at six four two fifteen, big body guy. I've been a fan, and he went to Coastal. Had a really good year last year. You know, just big body. Jump ball, like just solid over the middle. Good tracking. I don't have a draftable grade on him. Um, do you have a draftable on any of these guys? Yeah. Okay, go for it.
1: So I think I think um, Jared Brown, the other coastal receiver, who's just a redshirt sophomore, so gets points for being younger, mm-hmm. uh, is the most explosive receiver in the conference. He creates so much after the catch. He has the the ability to separate deep uh, um, with his speed. And they use him as a motion player. They use him on screens. They just want to get the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. I think he's really like lately, late, like late day three. Yeah, but I think he's very interesting. Um, he's a, he's a very different pe- player than Pinkney, and yeah. I think that's why it's fun that Coastal has both of them for sure. Uh, because yeah, Pinkney's like a power forward out there who I, I think f- might have some of the best hands in the G. Yeah,
3: just very solid. He's just so reliable.
1: Yeah, and just like he just kind of um boxes guys out good ball uh, tracking yeah yeah like big catch radius um but not like a devastating no, athlete not and, at all and, and not doing a ton as a right runner it's all like stick routes and goes, um, yeah Yeah. and then with jared brown it's like that the yak and the speed just get me excited to like get the ball in his hands get him in the jet motion or jet jet sweeps um uh and I think he's due for a big year. He had a couple of huge games last year as a redshirt freshman. So I think he's going to really blow up this year. So it's a bit of a projection from mm-hmm. me with him too. And it's all just going to depend on like, how's this offense going to look with
3: yeah. him back in
2: charge.
1: I
3: know that's, it's so interesting because like, you know, in a real pro, like more pro style scheme, like they complement each other so well. And like, you know, Chadwell's kind of, you know, throwing the whole sink, kitchen sink and everything else at you. Right. Where there's like so many different looks and RPO game and stuff. But like, it's going to be really interesting where it's just like if they let McCall kind of drop back and go and more stuff off PA and how will they use both of these guys. It Kozlo could really like – Beck is an, such an interesting hire. It could blow up or both ways, great or bad, I think. Um Anyone else really like catch her? I thought like Corey Rocker's kind of interesting at Arkansas State. Oh, go ahead. Go
1: yeah, I was just going to say it's so weird because yeah. we, last show we talked about Tyron Smith. Well, Corey – who who trans left UTEP for like a couple months, came back <laughs> yeah. uh, from Texas A&M. Corey Rocker left also. Arkansas State for a year.
3: Went to the SEC at South Carolina. Went,
1: yeah, yeah, went to South Carolina, didn't really play, and came back to Arkansas State. But like two years ago, he put up numbers yeah. for Arky State. And he's a guy who, again, really good ball skills. I yeah. thought he did a lot after the catch, kind of like a jumbo slot type of yeah. guy. Yeah,
3: really good body control, good combat catches, like he said, ball skills. I think like he set the freshman FBS single game receiving record, um, his his freshman year, obviously. Like you know, six one two twelve, like really well built. So coming back after a year that you know he, I think he had one or two catches at at South Carolina last year. Um, I think he had a touchdown though. But um, yeah, one
1: catch, fifty
3: two yards, touchdown. touchdown, Yeah, against I forget what school, but yeah, I I watched that. (laughs) But yeah, so going back to Ark State is going to be interesting. Um, So that's a guy kind of keep your eye on.
1: And in, in Tyrone Howell at Louisiana Monroe, Kansas State transfer six three two hundred, just a big field stretcher. Mm-hmm. I think that's always worth noting.
3: Yeah, for sure. And he's been yeah what Central Oklahoma, JUCO, K State, like he's been around the world. come yeah. to ULM, that's interesting. Uh, but
1: but but it took Terry Bowden the goat to unlock. It, that
3: <laughs> one. Uh, Georgia Southern's Caleb Hood is kind of just a deep threat, undersized guy. But uh, Davis Spring coming in, maybe they make some magic happen. I don't know.
1: And and there's no tight ends in this conference. N- they can uh, not.
3: But watch, someone's gonna someone's gonna emerge.
1: Uh, going to the offensive line.
3: I was a little underwhelmed with this group. How about you?
1: Yeah i I think as raging Cajuns tend to do, the, the most interesting offensive line is Louisiana's AJ Gilly.
3: Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, that's fair. I don't disagree with you. I I didn't mind. I, I think, like, Helms is a little interesting because he's played guard and he center. Has,
1: but he's so small. He's very he small. He moves really well, but he's, like, yeah, he's 285.
3: Yeah, and then he, he moves so well. And, yeah, that's guy that's got up. Sorry, we, I know you <laughs> wanted to talk about Kelly. Sorry about I was going to bring up Helms. Just, like, you know, he's got the ability to get on top of guys and, like, kind of... He moves with... with he can move, he move guys with his feet, which is, I think, impressive. But like he gets really a match versus power. But, like, a battler. So, like, seeing him, like, maybe go full... I don't know what their plan is, but switch from guard to center midseason. If he goes full- time center. Maybe potentially something to watch. But, yeah, I uh, go ahead on, on Gillies.
1: Yeah, yeah, so he's six two, three twenty. 320. So he's in the Louisiana Kevin Dotson build. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he moves well for being kind of stocky like that. He plays with good power. Uh, I want to see him sustain some blocks better. But he, when he gets on a guy, uh, you, you'll see that some of that initial power. It's just kind of keeping with it. Um, and, again, like he, he climbed to the second level a lot better than a guy who's so heavy. Yeah. The, you yeah, know, and I think like he's only six two, so he's got some natural leverage built in. Um, pass pro, like good anchor. Needs to work on his feet. Can struggle against speed, but I, th- I thought has the makings of a, another Ridge and Cajun getting drafted.
3: Do you do you have a draftable on him now? Yep. Okay. Um, I'm
1: being really liberal with it.
3: I'm not. I was stingy now. We switched. This is
1: what happens.
3: <laughs> um, I didn't mind JMU's uh Nick Cadewell, the right tackle, who you know, six five, three fifteen, good good body there, plenty strong, uh solid anchor, just doesn't move great I found. Um isn't super like isn't a super balanced player, but maybe kicking inside, um, just with that power, um, is kinda interesting there.
1: Another guy I like to kick inside, Travis Glover at yeah. Georgia State, who's 6'6", 330, and plays with tons of power. He just doesn't have the footwork. He doesn't, uh, no. Uh, to play on the outside. and Something kicking inside, like he's got to play with better leverage because yeah. he plays a little bit high. But yeah. he's like NFL size and power for
3: real. Absolutely. Like. Absolutely. Just sl- sloppy still. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Defensive line-wise, overall, kind of disappointing.
3: Yeah. There's no one, like, really, really shined. Like... Like,
1: interior and outside. Yeah,
3: right? I know. The, I thought, like, the second air was kind of the best group on defense.
1: Yeah, totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Um, but just talking a little bit of the D-line, um, uh, starting on the interior, Waikivius Thomas at South Alabama, kind of an undersized one-tack guy. I thought he, he held the point fairly well, mm. did a pretty good job taking on doubles, just kind of absorbing space. But, um... You didn't see him making a a, a ton of like yeah. splashy plays. Yeah. Um TJ Jackson's he put up huge numbers. He's, he's kind of playing inside and outside for Troy. He's he's like 260 though.
3: He's Dude. interesting. Yeah. But, but mm.
1: one guy to me, flipping to the outside now, that stood out uh the most was Richard Juvenor, mm-hmm. who's in Auburn transfer, you can see that SEC athleticism. Yeah. He's light in the pants, he's six three, two twenty two. They drop him in coverage and he looks natural dropping uh as a three four pass rusher. Um and he has some bend to him yeah, too. He, like does. he can win the corner and and he's just a true kinda like speed rusher. Yeah. He plays really hard. So if he can add some weight and, and develop his hands, yeah, just, he doesn't really use them. And like no like once
3: he gets on a block he kinda just flails a little bit. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like developing, work, just getting off, you know, some counters, or I mean, he needs the initial move, but you know, counters as well. Um, but yeah, both the get off and like the 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 bend. I think there's something interesting there, but yeah, just and it's more sand in the pants. I, I did think he was the most interesting of this of this whole D line. Yeah, group. just
1: just the athleticism, bendiness. Yeah,
3: but not a draftable player for me right now. No,
1: no, same, same, same. Um, what do you think of Old Dominion's Jason Henderson, the linebacker?
3: Uh he's a tackling machine. I think he's a lot of fun. Um, 6'1", 225. He, he's, he's going to his true junior year. Um yeah, which is another plus. Yeah, in- interesting guy. I think, like, there's a guy, like, I, I don't know if I'm, you know, I don't have a draftable grade on him right now. He's a guy who could see, like, a path to, like, being a late draftable in two years, maybe.
1: Yeah, so it hurts for him because he's kind of that old school thumping run stopper. But yeah. he's not, not as... Heftiest, those types of guys. He's like not he's, in that
3: mold. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I thought like he reads his keys well, yeah, he, puts himself in position constantly to make run stops. Pretty he's good. Consistent tackler.
3: Pretty good blitzer when asked. Like yeah. he doesn't have the juice, but he's good timing it and everything.
1: Co- coverage is. Uh, yeah. And in, in like. He isn't as athletic as you want for a sub two hundred thirty pound linebacker. Yeah, but the instincts um, are
3: instincts are good.
1: Yeah, but the instincts help him play faster. I think. Yeah, and and like again, the the lack of size hurts with his length for stacking and shedding blocks. But I don't know. I I, I think again, true, like you said, true junior. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like a six round pick in the something.
3: Yeah, I, exactly. Like you know, goes and has a good Shrine Bowl or something, and like he's a just like that guy. Oh. I like him. Yeah, I liked him. I liked him too. Just... I love
1: instinct linebackers. They just make run stops. Especially like
3: at small schools, like that's great.
1: Yeah, he had 186. Yeah, last he's a week.
3: fucking machine. I know.
1: Uh, do you think he can get to 200 this year?
3: <laughs> no. Oh, do you stay off? It's to stay on the field too much. Sorry. Damn. <laughs> okay.
1: Let's get. Let's get to the stars of the defense and the Sun Belt. Let's get the defensive backs.
3: I think I... our. Uh, our oh, sorry. Go ahead, mm-hmm. please. I was
1: gonna say I have like two pretty substantial, like above six, seventh round grades.
3: Yeah, I, I, I think our special guest of this episode, Reddy Stewart, is my top guy. I'm, I'm quite a fan of his.
1: Yep. Um, he is feisty as all hell. Yeah, man.
3: He's so he's so damn aggressive coming downhill, and he's so like there are corners who are really aggressive coming downhill and then don't make the tackle, but he's such a damn good tackler.
1: He well, because you throw in the UTSA game where the bull game who yeah. that's like the best offense they're playing all year. Yeah. He's going up against um, multiple NFL receivers potentially. Yeah. A- at least uh, one in Zakari Franklin, who's a, in, who's transferred to Old Miss now, and a
3: team that like lives with the screens. You know, just gets the balls in the receivers' hands so quickly.
1: Yeah, and he's fla- triggering downhill in an instant. Yeah. Like the instincts are putting him in position yeah. constantly to make plays. And and he's he's uh, sticking his tackles. But going beyond just the screens too is he's really good in making open field
3: tackles. Yeah, he is. Just
1: on ball carriers, like as he's coming across to help clean something up, like consistently sticking his yeah. tackles. So the take on skills are supreme.
3: And like the the range is really like it's not just like he he's you know, he, the guy's right in his, you know, in in his lap. He's he's making good like like outside of his frame tackles he's he's a very good tackler i think he's the he's the best tackling db we've watched for sure and he might be one of the oh, best yeah. in the draft I, like i'll say yeah. that i mean we're not the, too far into this but he's very good
1: and a guy who could play outside and inside yeah. nickel and, yeah. and, and the, i think the instincts and in the tackling show up like the you you see that more inside because just the yeah to the ball that matters a little more um but in terms of coverage I I think the instincts show up there too. I totally agree. He's really disciplined yeah. with his eyes. He's really natural as uh, like an outside cover two corner. Um, he uh, I think he has enough um, long speed to to hang on verts. Uh, and, and you see the that that first step explosion yeah. uh, when he's eating up screens and stuff and, and clicking and closing. Um, yeah, I mean to me he looks like a day three nickel right
3: now. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I think that's a day three nickel where, like, you know, if it's a team that drafts him that doesn't have too much of a spot, maybe you're seeing him. You know, we see we see so many... It feels like we see like rookie corners playing in the NFL more than any other position, like in, in sheer quant, quantity, right? Yeah. It feels like a guy that can land in a spot like that and come in and play solid football for you, because I think it's just the instincts and the ability to make tackles, which it seems like it's almost a, a skill that's dwindling across a lot of uh, corners. It's so is. It's, so above par um yeah Stewart, i'm a big fan of his
1: he's like a honey badger of the g5
3: (laughs) he's really really good um i think the second most interesting where i think i do have Stewart ahead of him um a bit but i i was interested in um south alabama's yam banks
1: yeah that's my number two guy as well and part of it with him is uh, like he's he's predominantly playing nickel, yeah. but you'll see him flex inside to play like a box safety role. Mm-hmm. He'll play it as a corner. He'll he'll drop as a two deep safety, um, and he's also six one two oh eight. He's got good got size.
3: Yeah, yeah. Where do you like him most? Sorry to jump on you like I th- that. I
1: think I like him as a nickel.
3: See, like I, I. <laughs> I thought like sometimes his man coverage was, looked really good. Other times I watched the Western Kentucky yeah. game, which is a hell. That's a hell of an assignment. They're kind of going verts on him a lot, which is really tough out of the nickel. And he had some struggles there, but he picked. He literally picked up on it, and he had that awesome one handed interception spinning in the end zone. So I, like that concerned me a little bit, but like overall, he, he seems like a guy that you can get a little versatile with. And at that size, mm-hmm. you can kind of move him around. He's a he's a really good football player.
1: Maybe maybe um. You know how we've seen some teams kind of add those safety corner nickel mm-hmm. type of hybrids with size who are more like tight end stoppers. I yeah. think I'm thinking of Trey Flowers for example. Maybe that's his role because I, I think he's maybe his most consistent as a box player. Yeah. But that's just like not a role that's consistent down to down in the NFL. Yeah. I, I think
3: uh, I think regardless like this is a guy that you're picking up on day three that is going to come in and be versatile for you and can you know, I, I think I'd be pretty comfortable with him in, in in man on on tight ends. You know, yeah,
1: right. Like it's it's more the, the hanging with a, a wide receiver who runs sub four four. Yeah,
3: and again, I, I watch the watching Kentucky game. That's that's those are good receivers. Yeah. We've talked with them last episode. Uh, like that's a that's a tough ask. Yeah, I like, go ahead.
1: I just think like he's really fluid at six he one two Like he changes directions really good. He's a consistent tackler. You see him bring it sometimes. this is Louisiana Tech game where he he fly. He's the fourth player on the play, and he flies through the block and, and gets the TFL. And um, unlike a
3: lot of guys we watch, he is actually in his fourth year, I believe. It's so hard to track now. Actually, a fourth year player, so you know this is a real true senior year. Even though I don't know what they actually have not list that, but yeah. He also does a good job playing the football. Yeah, I
1: thought finds the ball in phase, but also
3: like uh, it was
1: Louisiana Tech. They're running a slant on him on like a third and five. Uh, inside uh, to the slot receiver and um, like his he he used his uh, his backside hand to kind of stay on the hip and his frontside hand to make the play and it was just kind of textbooky and
3: mm-hmm. and the pick he, <laughs> like he's yeah, he's got oh, the yeah. ball skills yeah <laughs>
1: he, No, he's a he's a fun football player I think he's drafted player right now yeah
3: me too I agree with you uh, I put Stewart. You know, more like 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 fifth round, but and Banks a little later. But no, I like I like both of them quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I think they're two of the best players in the conference.
3: I agree. Um, after that, they there might, wasn't. They
1: might be my top two players actually.
3: I yeah, I think they are for me. Or like M- M- McCall and Stewart are probably close for me. Um, and the yeah. the backs are right there too. Yeah, um, I think they're kind of like the backs are kind of like fifth roundy too. And McCall, I kind of put fifth round and Stewart as well. Anyways, uh, any other DBs that call your eye? I think idea. Yeah.
1: I think there's two interesting Micah Abraham at Marshall I think's interesting. I think Jay Stanley at Southern Miss, who's an old miss transfer with size, mm-hmm. is also interesting. But I don't have draftables.
3: You you always fall for Marshall D B too, I think.
1: Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> Micah Abraham's a good name too. Yeah, that's, that's, a, a, good good name. Good name.
3: that's a good name. It's a good name. That's a guy that, like, you know, when we first started watching football, he was running in the league for 10 years, and just a solid, solid TV. Um Yeah, no, I, I think it's a good group here. Um, like, just those guys are such headliners.
1: Yeah, no, 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 for sure. Um, they're they're probably... St- Stewart, Stewart's probably going to end up, once we get through uh, the Mac Mountain West in the American, like, one of the 10 best G5
3: prospects. Uh, yeah.
1: Yes, I feel pretty strongly about that. And he
3: might like amongst the top three dbs at warriors probably he's just also got such a style that we both always love so yes Uh, yeah and banks is so versatile i I like i like that like it just yeah they're both yeah great selling points for both of them
1: all right on to the awards uh who's running the conference is it troy again
3: i gotta i gotta roll with the womack i'm taking south alabama i'm on the bradley bus baby and i'm taking go ahead who
1: are you taking them over
3: yeah, I was, okay. You're taking Troy, okay? Yep. I, I think Coastal's still too talented. I think I think I'm going to take South Alabama over Coastal. I'm taking Troy over Coastal. Okay, Troy. Troy is uh, such an unexpected wagon. Like South Alabama, like we kind of like you know we were like in on the woman. Like we saw it, like they're building a little bit, but like Troy was so unexpected. Love that. Yeah,
1: Summer, Summerall. Summerall
3: might like. Him and Womack did not get enough credit for no, what they both did. No, no. Like and I, I won twelve games. It's ridiculous. I feel like, like Womack got more credit because I feel like we kind of expected it more. We knew that was a great hire. Yeah. Summerall, like I didn't expect that. Like I, I feel like I didn't even give enough credit. To Summerall. So,
1: um, but you're right about Coastal, where it just feels like they have too much talent yeah. to not be like. Yeah. If if Tim Back wins less than nine games, I think that's such a disappointment. Agree with he you. And I, last year, yeah,
3: and I know they kind of stepped back a little bit last year, but yeah.
1: Also worth noting, because last year was James Madison's first year in the league, coming up from the FBS, and they hit the ground running, but they weren't eligible. They're not eligible again this year. That's, um, that's so for a bowl game, and they. I read they're likely not eligible for the Sun Belt championship. That's so unfair because was... they got a shot at it. Yeah, they've got a shot. Uh, does Grayson McCall win Offensive Player of the Year
3: in the Sun Belt for the fourth straight year? <sighs> yeah, I... I'm gonna go with McCall, yes, but I think one of the I think like one of those backs got a good chance too. I mean, Southern Miss like can't throw
1: the football, so Frank Gore could run for two thousand. Yeah, and he'd throw yeah. for a
3: thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. McCall's thrown for eight thousand yards, seventy-seven TDs, and run for a thousand seventeen last few years. So.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: defensive player of the year.
3: Harder pick. Um,
1: it's gonna that, be Jason Henderson. That, that's you know, who, who I wrote down. Else. I wrote up I mean, just it's gonna be. You know. It.
3: I wrote down and Jason Henderson. It's just like I don't think Old Dominion's going to be in the running. And I feel like smaller conferences, you kind of got to be. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Tr- with Henderson. The
1: Henderson. Prob- the problem, too, for, for working against Henderson, Troy and South Al both had like top 20 defensive college football. Yeah. Year. Yeah. Um, I think the problem is they're like ready stewards, the best player, but he's not in the position sp- they, they yeah. give defensive player of the year to, which is stupid. Uh, anyway. Um, okay. Town of the week. Got a guess?
3: I know you've done Conway. Um,
1: Probably done Conway five times.
3: Yeah, I think so. Um, so, no, I I don't know.
1: Troy, Alabama. I was going to
3: say Troy. Fuck.
1: God damn it. I, that's what you always say when I tell you.
3: Oh, my God. I was about to say that you always always say that you always say. Go on.
1: Uh, okay, population, 17,600.
3: You went double Alabama, by the way, these last two apps. Respect it.
1: Well, I mean, I love Alabama.
3: Went in Rome, yeah.
1: Uh, they play at Veterans Memorial Stadium at Larry Blakeney's Field, which opened in 1950, has a capacity of 30,470, and is named after the program's winningest head coach, Larry Blakeney.
3: Can I just – this is really off topic, but I would love to see, like, more information on these old, like, venerable southern stadiums. Like, Alab- like, I feel like there's so many great stadiums in Alabama that, like, are so old and, like, have been there so long that, I like, don't get the credit because, like, you know, they're Troys or – Jacksonville States, or, I mean, the, the um, UAB always does, but you know what I mean? Are you in with me, Rob? You know what I'm talking
1: about? Yeah, yeah, that should be a 30 for 30.
3: It fucking should. <laughs> <Okay.
1: laughs> Notable alumni from Troy. JT Thomas and Vesepia Tauri, both Survivor winners on two separate seasons. Kid, okay, th- th- that's really, weird. Really weird. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, DeMarcus Ware, OCU Minura, Leotis McKelvin
3: the studs yeah uh
1: and then of course natalie montgomery carroll and adrian montgomery
3: klein of course big,
1: big brother contestants so troy is two different seasons rea- reality tv universe
3: if you want to get on reality tv go to troy
1: uh notable people from troy alabama john lewis the american civil rights leader uh and former u.s Rep. Cool. born in troy alabama which That's i do cool. know uh, Willie Davenport, who won the Olympic gold medal uh, for a 110-meter hurdle in, like 40 years ago. Um, Cornelius Griffin, who I forgot about him. The former Giants in uh, Washington uh, defensive tackle in the NFL. I also
3: forgot about him. He was solid, though.
1: Yeah, he was. Uh, Clarence Pinetop-Smith, which is a sick nickname. It is a sick name. Who's the inventor of boogie-woogie music. And then Fox Henderson Sr., who was a banking entrepreneur, but like his real name was Fox. Interesting. Which is sick. I'm gonna name my kid Fox.
3: It's a good name. It's a good name.
1: Uh, things to
3: do in Troy. There was like
1: not that much.
3: Well, other than be on Survivor,
1: but but, but uh, you'll be sold by the end of this list. Okay. <laughs> the Pioneer Museum of Alabama.
3: Love it, yeah. T- the
1: Troy Ar- uh, Arbor Redum Arbor. Redham?
3: arbitorium
1: yeah but it's not spelled like that
3: i think we've had this happen before
1: yeah probably uh the conicu river depot oh wait yeah i don't know if this (laughs) river depot military museum i don't know if that's the same thing yeah
3: the the river depot (laughs) military museum
1: sure uh pike country lake uh butter and egg adventures
3: (laughs) that sounds good
1: (laughs) um so Something just like ominously named the battlefield. Oh, you never been? Which I think I'm assuming is a it's, it's a bar. Thing. No, it's a bar. Uh, and then finally, you could just go on a riverboat trip in Troy. I feel like we which should. Seems, which seems freaking awesome.
3: Yeah, I think we should. We definitely should. Um, I think when we tour all the southern like like the the less known stadiums, we do it via riverboat.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. I'm in. Anyway. Please, uh next week we will be talking the Mid America Conference, God's Conference. Uh but for now, please enjoy my interview with Troy All Sunbelt cornerback,
2: Reddy Stewart. I'm here with Troy All Sunbelt cornerback Reddy Stewart. How are you doing today, Reddy?
0: I'm doing good. How about you?
2: Not too bad. Happy to have you on. You're actually one of my uh one of my favorite prospects I've I've watched from uh, the group of five thus far. So really <laughs> excited to have you. And, and and so my first question for you, as you enter your uh, fourth season as a starter, you're coming off the Sunbelt Championship. What's it been like to be such a big part of Troy's turnaround under Coach John Summerall?
0: Um, It's just been a huge, like, moment for me just from, you know, going from, um, you know, kind of losing the past couple of years to, you know, winning the championship. And um, I just feel like, you know, whatever – Coach Summerall needs me to do to help the team, or whatever I need to do to help my teammates better. That's what I've been trying to do. So I feel like you know that helps us win and help us help. It's going to help us continue to win as well. So um, just whatever I can do, I try to help with that. But um, yeah, everything at Summerall is about. I'm for it
2: and he's a great coach, and I just love playing for him. And and you guys were one of the top defenses in the country last year. And so how important was it to have have guys like yourself, defensive leaders, buy in with a new coach coming into into the program?
0: Um, It was huge, just, you know, getting everybody on board and everybody getting on the same page, getting that team chemistry down with each other, Um, just being comfortable out there on the field with each other. That was a huge thing with the new coaching staff. But they made it easy for us when they came in because they're great coaches, great teachers. And, um, you know, we have great we had great leaders on the team last year and have great leaders on the team this year. So um, I don't see it, you know, going downhill. I just see it keep going up from here. And we're just going to keep progressing. And,
2: and something that jumps off the tape with you is your willingness to trigger downhill and, and blow up screens as well as your consistency as a tackler in the open field. Has tackling always been a strength of yours?
0: Yes, sir, it has. Um, you know, that's the main part of defense, being on defense. you got to get the, the ball carrier down regardless, no matter how you do it. So, you know, I just try to focus on that. You know, when I see the ball, I try to go get it as fast as I can. And um, just my instincts, just reacting to stuff like that, I try to do that and hone on that because that will help me. And then it will help my coverage easier as well just because they know I can come down here and tackle
2: and along with your aggressive playing style, what do you see as your best traits that should have NFL teams excited about you as a prospect?
0: Um, I don't know if I just have one main trait. I try to like be versatile, and with everything I do, just just learning new positions and knowing what everybody is doing. I feel like I can do it all, like wherever I need to be to help the team. Because I've been playing corner and nickel, um, since my sophomore year, and I'm learning um field safety right now as well just helping wherever I can so I feel like I'm very versatile so I don't really just have one thing that I just focus on I try to get better at everything and I look at players and you know their techniques and stuff like that and just try to learn something new every day so
2: and and you mentioned watching other players are there any NFL players you study and and you kind of try to take pieces of their game and add to your game
0: Yes, sir. It's a lot of, I love a lot of corners in the NFL right now, but just how my body type is and my playing style. I try to look at Denzel Ward. Um, he's an aggressive, extinct, he's a very distinctive corner, and I try to look at him. I've been watching him since he's been um, in college at Ohio State, mm-hmm. and I just watch a lot of his film. But there's a lot of corners. Like, I watch all the top corners. Just their ball skills and their tackling, like whatever, whatever they can do, like whatever they're good at. I try to pick that out of their game and put it into mine. But I think this award is like the main one. His, his just confidence and aggression on the field is nice, so I really like him.
2: And and, and you've you've mentioned your instincts. How, how do you, how I guess how do you develop your instincts? Does that come with just watching tape? Does it come with just it's a natural thing you've always had? How how have you developed them to to make them such an important piece of your game?
0: Um, I think the instincts just come with watching film a lot, just watching a lot of film and seeing the um, receiver's tendencies and what they like to do and, you know, how they finish out the game if they're going hard at the end of the game, just little stuff like that. Just try to pick from them and just get anything you can from them to uh, have an advantage over them. I feel like um, that comes with the game of football, just just being in the game and getting the feel for it and stuff like that. So I feel like it comes with film and just getting the rips.
2: And, and going into your senior season, is there any part of your game that, that you've been focusing on trying to improve um, a, as you kind of try to take another leap this year?
0: Um, I think the main thing I'm trying to improve on right now is just getting getting smarter with football, just um getting into our playbook playbook and knowing where my help is coming from and things like that so i can um you know know where leverage to play on people and just know how to play people and where i need to be on the field just know where my help coming from so i've been trying to learn our whole defense and just get smarter really because you know i can never stop learning so i've just been trying to get smarter uh, more than you know my working on my physical uh attributes and stuff i have just been trying to get smarter and learn more
2: and Going into your fifth season in the program and your second under Coach Summerall, are there any specific team goals this year? Obviously, you guys won the Sun Belt last year, and are, are, do you have any specific individual goals? Um, I don't really look at my
0: individual goals uh, when I'm going into the season, just because they all come mm-hmm. with,
2: um,
0: with with the game. Just because if you if I play hard, it's going to come. So I don't yeah. really try to just do that. But the team goals, you know, obviously, you know. Win the championship or go to the to a bowl game, but I just feel like um, as a team we just we're just going to take it week by week. Obviously, like whatever game we have, that's the biggest game. So um, I don't really like try to look ahead and stuff like that. I just focus on like who we have that week, and then I just make it the biggest game in my head. Like it's the championship, so you know I can go hard. So I just take it week
2: by week, but obviously the championship and a, and a good bowl game. In, in, the, in the 2023 NFL draft alone, there were three cornerbacks drafted from the Sun Belt. And, and so for you, was there ever a moment during your football career where you realized you, you could be that next guy, you could play in the NFL? Obviously, it's always a dream, but for guys like you, there must be a moment where you're like, I can really do this.
0: Yeah, I think it was um, around my sophomore season, just when I started starting. I started some games and like, getting the feel for the game. And I was just out there making plays, and I just started having confidence and believing in myself, like, I can really do this. And I just started building on from there, just building my confidence and just getting smarter and getting stronger every day, just working on myself every day. And i say around my sophomore years when I start feeling like that. And it's just always been a dream. And I just feel like, you know, standing in the Sun Belt, I just felt like, you know, we 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 have great teams in this um, league, mm-hmm. and everybody get noticed. Like no matter where you are, you know they're gonna find you. So I just believed in myself and bet on myself. And you know I just came to Troy
2: thinking like that, and I've been thinking like that ever since. So, and, and you were born in Alabama. You played high school football in Alabama. You continued your collegiate That's career in Alabama. So can you tell me a little bit about your your, your recruitment and, and what brought you to Troy?
0: You know, obviously I had some big teams that had offered me and stuff like that. But I'm from like a small town and stuff like that. And I'm not like a guy that, you know, likes big things. Or I like to, you know, chill a lot and just work on my game and myself. So I just feel like Troy was a good fit, a good football school. Just, you know, focus on football mainly. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't want the big lights and stuff like that, just the distractions and stuff which I know that comes with the next level, but I feel like Troy was just a school where, you know, I could just focus on myself more than, you know, have other distractions around me. And I just fell in love with that. And when Summerall came, it just uh, boosted my confidence the more just the type of guy he is. He just helped me, you know, learn more every day and just work hard. He taught me just how to have a work ethic and stuff like that, a better work ethic, and just work hard, so...
2: I feel like Troy was just a school where I could focus on, you know, football more. And, and what's been your favorite part about being at Troy, whether it's football or otherwise? Just, just what's been the best part of of your four and a half, five years there?
0: Um, it's been like the relationships I built with the guys on my team. Like that's the main reason I wanted to stay here and just come back and um, play another season with these guys. So they like my brothers. I built a great relationship with them. And, you know, you can I can call them for anything and stuff like that, hang out all the time. And these guys just became more like family. So I just felt like um, that's the main thing that I liked about it, just building a relationship with the people and the guys on my team and the people around the community of Troy. They're all good people. So I love
2: that about the city. All right. Finally, before I let you go, we like to do seven rapid fire questions that we call seven rounds of rapid fire. So are are you up for that?
0: Yeah, I got you. I got you.
2: All right. So the first one, is there a reason you wore number 18 and is there a reason you switched to number two?
0: Um, I, It wasn't a reason I wore 18. They gave it to me my freshman year and I just uh made that number for myself. And the reason I switched to number two, because I had number two uh, my junior and senior year in high school. So I went back to that. All
2: right. Number two. Second question. Who's your all time favorite athlete?
0: Uh, we got to go LeBron James right there. That's the greatest athlete ever.
2: Ooh, that's a hot take.
0: King James, man. King James.
2: Question three. What's your favorite lift in the weight room?
0: Uh, squat. It just helps with everything. Explosiveness gets you faster, gets you stronger. I love I love squat.
2: Number four. What's your go-to pump-up song?
0: Mm, I don't know. That's kind of a hard question right there. I listen to a lot of music. Um, my favorite artist right now is Future. So, um, the song I go with, with from Future, will have to be um, mm, <laughs> I don't know. This is a hard question. I right? it's a lot of music I listen to. I just wanna go trap. Trapped in the sun by Future on one of his mixtapes. I like that song by Future. It gets me pumped up for the game. So Perfect. Future. Perfect.
2: Number five. What's your yeah. go-to cheat meal? Ah,
0: uh, we gotta go. I love when I'm cheating. I love sweet, so I gotta <laughs> go with something sweet. I think I'm gonna go with like donuts. I go with Krispy Kreme and just get a dozen boxes of <laughs> donuts and just eat them by myself.
2: Number six. <laughs> what's your number one video game right now? Uh 2K. 2K23. Love it.
0: Yeah, I play that a lot with my brother and my siblings. So yeah, we on that
2: a lot. And the seventh and final question: I'm Canadian, so I have to ask you, what's your favorite okay. thing about Canada? <laughs> it
0: has to be Drake, man.
2: It has to be Drake. That that's uh, I feel like that's the it's always Drake or it's the Raptors, and, and they go hand in hand yeah. together. So it's perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love Drake.
2: Well, thank you so much, Reddy. I really appreciate your time today.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having me on here and the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Of course.